Hi, I'm your host, Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Grateful Heart TV. And today I am bringing you none other than Proppy. You may not know who they are, but you're going to because guess what? The world is coming and it's changing as we know it. And before you know it, we're going to be using blockchains, NFTs, and cryptocurrency to buy real estate. Stay tuned and you'll find out how. Welcome to our show and thanks for joining us. This is Grateful Heart, the motivational Arizona real estate and business show. We're here to inspire you to believe in yourself, to dare to dream about your infinite and divine possibilities, to blow open your mind to creating your most abundant reality possible as our thoughts are so powerful. I found turning my own personal grief into gratitude raised my vibration to be in tune for receiving prosperity, health, and connecting to God's source. I'm your host, Rebecca Rains of Integrity All-Stars at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I have been selling homes here in the Valley since 1993. Today on our program, we have some great guests for you. Live from Phoenix, Arizona, it's the Grateful Heart Show with your host, Rebecca Rains. Your host Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns, and today I bring you none other than Proppy, just like property, but it's short for property. And today we have none other than Adam Brown joining us from Proppy. How are you today, Adam? Hey, good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. I'm so happy you're here. So that was a mouthful I just said. And <laughs> when it comes to real estate, most people need to hire somebody like me to explain to them the different steps of traditional real estate. Mm -hmm. And now is born, I take it back. Now, I shouldn't say now is born cryptocurrency because cryptocurrency, I learned on your guys' certification, started a long time ago, 2009. Wasn't, am I remembering it right? Did I remember that answer correctly? Because I might have to test you, you later, Adam, just so you, you know. You passed it, you oh, passed it perfectly. That's great. Years. So 13 years, they've been already using cryptocurrency. What I think is so fascinating, though, is it's just going to be a hop, skip, and a jump, or a blink of an eye before it's commonplace. I personally believe that people are going to be using their crypto they already have started, and NFTs. If you don't know what an NFT is, that's what we're going to be talking about today, because that is what is coming next. So, Adam, I said I just got through your certification process. I lied. I did not get through it. I tested once and I did not test high enough. So <laughs> it kind of made me wonder if you would be able to answer all the questions correctly too. I might throw some questions at you as we're going through this today. Um, but don't 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 worry. I'll, I'll ask you only the easy ones. Now, it's really hard to talk about the subject matter if the people listening on the other end don't know anything about what I'm talking about. And so I know that's why you guys had the certification course is to help people like me learn about it a little bit better so then we can share our knowledge with others. And that is truly the purpose of today's podcast is I wanna help my clients and the people in my sphere understand so when they see things coming out to marketplace, they'll have a better idea of the background and perhaps somebody that's watching might even be interested in investing and maybe even purchasing a property on property using an NFT. And again, that is a mouthful. So can you help me maybe break it down to baby chunks? And I do have an outline we can follow to make sure we don't skip things like non-refungable. I don't want this to be the whole certification. <laughs> and in a 30 minute uh, podcast, we are certainly not going to cover everything that there is to cover. But for somebody like me who's a real estate professional, mm -hmm. I did get off the phone with somebody from your company today who is reaching out to me with services that you guys are currently offering. 
So maybe we can start theirs just to kind of give a little overview of Propy, Propy and what services you're offering today versus where you think you guys are going to be going tomorrow. That's a good question. So, you know, obviously we're the number one nationwide blockchain backed title Nestro company. So in Phoenix and really all over the US, anywhere you want to close using blockchain, we close putting that house onto the blockchain. So think of traditional title Nestro. We handle that. And oh, by the way, we put all transactions and deeds onto chain, onto the blockchain. So our number one goal is to automate the home buying and selling process. And the first start there is our nationwide title Nestro company. So then you layer on top of that, we also have an offer management transaction management platform that a lot of realtors and brokers use across the country. At a high level, it's an offer management platform where the consumer, both sides of the transactions from the real estate perspective are all on the same platform. So if I list my house, I get to see all six or seven offers come in in real time. And my agent and I could discuss those um, at our choosing versus not all at one once we can see them in real time from a home buyer's perspective or home seller's perspective. Then you roll in the fact that we NFT homes, which is quite different than a traditional crypto to crypto transaction. Right. And then you, then you roll in the fact that we just launched Proppy Academy where we, we've trained thousands of realtors on how to use blockchain, crypto, Web3 to kind of further their business. We're about to launch our metaverse course. We're about to launch our Proppy avatars for realtors. So. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things going on here. So Proppy. Adam, yeah, I need a time out there because that was I thought I had a mouthful when I introduced you, but and I actually now I'm starting to speak your language. I literally feel like it's a foreign language for most of us consumers who haven't had somebody sit us down. P.S. I am um, I did put the inquiry and in. I do want to learn and get Metaverse certified next because I definitely have been diving down what I feels like a rabbit hole trying to get the right information. And what I found is most of the holes lead back to you guys, at least when it comes to real <laughs> estate. So I thought that was really cool. Um, what I think I really wanna emphasize is somebody in Florida recently closed a home using NFT, which is a non-refungable token. For people who don't understand what that is, Maybe can you give us the simple version of what an NFT is just to, for somebody who's never heard of it before and how could you use an NFT to buy a home in Florida? Yeah, so an NFT is it's um, technically it's a non-fungible token, which means something that's very unique. The term fungible means commodity or something that's very like-minded to other things. So non-fungible token is just something very unique and really all an NFT is, it's the smart contracts behind the ability to own a digital asset. So think of it as owning a digital asset with your receipt right there. Hey, I own this digital asset. I know if I want to sell it to you, there's smart contracts built into it. You pay me from wallet to wallet, I'll transfer that digital asset to you. And that receipt of ownership stays with it the whole time it's transferred. People tend to think a lot of the things within Web3 are a lot more complicated than they really are. They're really pretty simple if you just focus on the psychology and don't get overly hung up on the technology. I think and that's listen. a really good point to make because I think everybody, when they're first hearing this, wants to understand the hows and just to get the concept is a lot. 
wouldn't you say, for those who are hearing yeah. it for the first time? Because like you're talking about blockchain, and I totally understand what you're talking about, but some of our listeners may not even know what a blockchain actually is. Yeah, well, because a lot of your listeners are really good at selling houses and marketing themselves and staying compliant and becoming really good advocates for their buyers and sellers, and they don't have time to sit here and read all the nonsense that I do. So I, I always am you know, an advocate to the realtors my 25th year in the industry. I've only worked with, with licensed real estate agents my entire career. Um, so I speak real estate. I speak well, realtor pretty wait, well. Time yeah. out. 25 years ago, we barely had the internet. So mm -hmm. help me understand, was NFT around when the internet was created <laughs> or what were you doing no. 25 years ago? Because I know 25 years ago, I was lucky to have a desktop computer at home, I think. I actually owned a real estate magazine. Ah, okay, so that's, I gotcha. So I owned real estate magazines right out of school and then I went to work for a company that owned all the real estate magazines across the country and so, I've been in and out of 10,000 real estate offices across the country, all 50 states, uh, Mexico, Canada. So, oh, yeah. so that, so, the, you know, the NFT craze and the blockchain kind of real estate merger is really only four or five years old at, at max. And I always try to tell realtors, don't ever feel like you're late to the party. The, the web three, which is a fancy term for blockchain, crypto and metaverse, the web three party is just starting. Like right. We're literally just putting out the appetizers. The music hasn't even started yet. Don't feel like you're late to the party. Come on in oh, because I love that. there's a lot to happen. Well, that's a, that's a really cool point to make because I felt as I was learning it, like, oh my gosh, all these other people really smarter than me know all this stuff and it's like foreign, like a foreign language. So to hear in your perspective that we're just putting out the appetizers and we haven't missed the party yet is really good to hear. Um, nor, you know, normally in my world in real estate, obviously you know it too because you were, you know, owning your own real estate magazines for quite some time. It sounded like, you know, the way we market homes is definitely different, and that was part <laughs> of my phone call this morning with your Gallup property that um, I was asking her like, can I list my property on your website? I have my own personal home for sale right now. Can I list it on your website? Does it get any attraction from being on your website? You know, I understand the technology behind the hosting the platform for multiple offers, which I told her would have been fabulous if I had had that last summer, because last summer every house had multiple offers. This summer we're hoping just to sell houses. Uh, so a little bit different world, but the thing is, is the one thing about real estate you and I can both attest to is it's always changing and it's cyclical. And so things like this that I feel like you guys are bringing to the marketplace is going to weather the storms. The only thing I, when I was talking with your associate this morning, I was really kind of asking her about was, are you the beginning of the end of title companies in the future? So the people ask us that. No, I think I think title and escrow will always be around. I don't have any doubt about that. Will it be more in the terms of oversight and you know making sure things are handled properly? Probably. In terms of, you know, if you look at the average, and I'm kind of ballparking these numbers, but the average title and escrow fee, less than 20% of that expense actually goes to pay the underwriters or the title insurance. 80% of it's just to kind of process the file. I think technology will alleviate some of the paperwork that we do today, and mm -hmm. I think it'll make it more streamlined. I think the blockchain will help that. So I could see the cost for title going down, but I think there'll always be a place in the real estate transaction for 
the title and escrow oversight. Anytime you're spending that much money between two different parties with two different interests, even if they have realtors representing them, there's two different parties with two very different interests. I think it makes the most sense to have a third party involved to make sure all things are handled equitably. And I don't, I don't think, I don't think technology will replace the title and escrow in its entirety. I think it could make it a little bit less cumbersome and a little more affordable to the homeowner. Well, less people will need to be involved. Uh, I think that's a certainty. Um, And as far as the title and escrow world is concerned, like Arizona, we can go to one place that services both other states. Mm -hmm. They have them in two different entities. And so the title insurance, the whole concept, I think what I'd like to do is, and please, you can pass this quiz and I can't yet. So you're going to have to correct me when I say something (laughs) wrong. But if somebody wanted to identify, understand blockchain. Blockchain, in my opinion, feels like it's just a snapshot in that moment of time documenting when a transaction takes place. Maybe no different than a county recorder when they record the document that proves a house sale took place. So there are two different places and the blockchain version is the internet version of it. Is it internet based? I, I, I believe it is. If, I, if I'm if i understanding what I've learned so far, I guess the best it student is, is, is usually web-based. the teacher. Uh, so uh, at that point, then my understanding is it's really hard to change. But the same thing mm-hmm. with when you record with the county recorder's office, you can't go back and unrecord a deed. So it's basically like a more digital version of what the county recorder's office may do when it comes to real estate because I know blockchain will cover any transaction, not necessarily just real estate related. Yeah, I think that's a good explanation to kind of start to think about it. So if we think about the county recorder's office, how they put data on their website, but the county recorder, if they wanted to, could take that website down. Or what if the county recorder- Good point. Their server flooded. Or or caught fire, something. Caught fire, caught fire. Whereas the blockchain has no ability to go down because it has so many thousands of different nodes across the globe that have validated that data. It's always up and running. So that's that's probably the biggest difference. The other, the other big difference is the data can't be altered. Whereas the county recorder could go in at their choosing and change that data and no one would have, no one know any better. Whereas the blockchain writes in permanent marker and it can never be erased. Now, if you want to amend stuff because things have mistakes, you would just Am- add to it down the chain, explain in your amendment, edition, amendment whatever change mm-hmm. of, of whatever you wanted to. So it's, <clears throat> it's, 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 it's immutable. So no one can get in and hack that. Whereas the county recorder's office, that's very susceptible to hacks. Okay. And so think of it as just a distributed digital receipt of everything that you've bought on chain that can never be changed, never be altered, and it's always there for everyone to view. Everybody can view Um, it. Then the next question is, how does blockchain tie into NFTs and crypto? Now, I do understand just enough to be dangerous, but I want mm -hmm. you to help me explain it to the masses right after we take this quick commercial break. If you're looking for a mortgage, you need a personalized plan, not a click button get mortgage option. 
My team and I have saved families thousands by proactively planning their home purchase or a refinance. Buying a home is a huge decision and it deserves a strategic approach. My team and I provide a comprehensive mortgage plan, including a complete credit analysis outlining the steps needed to improve your credit score and help you qualify for the best rates and terms in the market. Visit us at tkteam.us today. We'll ensure you get the best guidance so you can make the best decisions. The TK Team, moving you forward. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century. I want to say that experience truly matters. So when you're looking for a realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. My experience doesn't matter near as much as my clients. So I do dare you to Google me and I promise you'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I really do truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home. Have you been thinking about buying a new house or refinancing your existing mortgage? Interest rates are still around historically low levels. Why pay a higher rate when you don't have to? Call Joe Smith, me, at Epic Mortgage LLC, 602-741-4121 for a free mortgage quote or pre-qualification. Epic Mortgage LLC is a locally owned, independent mortgage brokerage that provides low-cost options for its customers. Independently owned means low overhead, so you get the best rates, fees, and service. Keep more of your money. Brokers are better. Realtor recommended for over 20 years. Contact me, Joe Smith, at Epic Mortgage today, 602-741-4121. Whether purchasing a home or refinancing, we know you have choices when it comes to choosing a title company. Navi Title Agency is the leading source for all title, escrow, and marketing needs. With access to the largest title insurance underwriter, Navi Title facilitates successful closings and protects clients from fraud, creating solutions that save time and money for everyone. Ask your realtor or loan officer today about using Navi Title on your next real estate transaction. Navi Title Agency is locally owned and operated in the state of Arizona. All right, we're back from break, you guys. And I know this is riveting stuff, and I'm not being facetious. I'm being totally serious because if you are interested in investing, and how could you not have heard about Bitcoin? Why would you not be curious how to use it to buy real estate, which is something else that everybody wants to invest in? So that said, I am so delighted that we have Adam here, who's the expert over at Proppy, talking to us today. And I had told him that I did find some stuff on your website. I wanted to go over real quick. Their website, by the way, you guys, is super good. So what I love about it is this is how I found out about the class and the course. It's self-driving transactions for brokerages, agents, home buyers, and sellers. And then they have all these wonderful courses on their website. I have gone through to try to get crypto certified. And in the meantime, I found out that these guys have Homes for Our Troops as one of their charities that they really are passionate about. And I would love to know about that charity because I'm a firm believer and you get what you give. And so any company today not giving back to the community I think would be totally a foul. So what can you tell me about your charity of choice? Uh, you know, I, I work closely with Homes for Our Troops. They're based out of uh, Massachusetts, but they help severely disabled veterans across the country. One of the things I love about the charity is it's run by former veterans like myself, 
and it uh, impacts the lives of severely disabled, you know, heroes in my in my mind. And so 97% of the money raised goes into building either the house or building a buying of the land for the troops. And so even their executives, they sleep in the office on cots. They're very, very lean. The way they run the organization is unbelievably um, to give everything back they can. Prideful. Absolutely. And I've, I've met several of the veterans who, you know, they come back severely disabled. They have a hard time adapting to traditional homes. So they build them custom homes that are oh. wheelchair accessible all throughout the house. They can be able to cook. They can help raise their children. Uh, and these and these are these are usually guys that have lost, you know, one or both limbs or, you know, a couple different wow. um, arms or legs. And so they they buy the house uh, they buy the land they let the it's all on one acre lots they put a beautiful flag out front they they saw it they make it beautiful with the the sidewalks beautiful homes the veterans own the houses outright and so um, then there's no great, payment great for them group. either that's wonderful no payment well i gotta tell you a thank you for your service i didn't realize you were a vet yourself Thanks. and what a cool charity so i think that's super awesome and hopefully you guys will be able to continue to give back and give many more vets homes in the future. I, yeah. I love that. Um, okay, so let's get back to the topic at hand. And the topic at hand is really confusing to most people. I'm still not 100% certified yet. I might throw a couple questions at the end, Adam, let's to make it. sure you can answer them. But um, let's talk about, again, the NFT piece, because that is so confusing mm -hmm. for most people. And we were kind of talking a little bit on break about um, the first NFT purchase. Maybe, can you just tell us about that real estate transaction and what the difference between using NFT versus, say, Bitcoin would have been in that transaction? I know you guys so, used Ethereum, but that's another conversation. So the, the NFT process is, is different than a crypto transaction. So if two people agree to buy a house, let's say I was gonna buy your house that's coming for sale and I'm gonna pay you in Bitcoin or some sort of stable coin, that's not that different than a cash transaction. Mm -mm. The, our title company, a property title Nestro, we would just basically structure that as a cash transaction. You would agree to uh, transfer X amount of um, stable coin or Ethereum, Bitcoin, whatever the two parties chose at a certain amount of time for a certain amount of equivalent in US dollars. So that's pretty easy. The NFT process is a little bit different. We NFT a house and basically once that house becomes NFT'd, it goes live for sale in the property marketplace. And if you have enough stable coin or basically the equivalent of cash in your MetaMask wallet, you can buy the house instantly. So we've eliminated that 43 day window on average where it takes from offer to close on a house. If I NFT the house, I put it for sale on property.com. If you have the funds in your wallet and you go through CYK, and once you do that, if you have the funds in their wallet, you can buy the house and own the house within minutes. So time out real quick. An NFT, when you say we're going to NFT your house, mm -hmm. what does that process actually mean? And I'm not talking about the technical version. I'm talking about mm -hmm. the concept behind it, because that is right there in the nutshell. The hardest part of our show today, I think, is getting that concept. Pay attention, people. Yeah, you know, realtors are funny because they'll say, what if you're NFT in you know, a mobile home that's on the county line with three families own it? Like they always kind of go to the most. Uh, yeah, it doesn't have to be a, that obscene. No, I mean, yeah. I, I get the token part of it, but my my audience may not yet. So what, what, what you basically do is you take the house 
and you basically put it into, let's say, an LLC or or a trust, depends okay. on what state we do, and then you NFT the the rights or the paperwork to own that LLC. And then when you sell the NFT, you're selling the rights to own that company. And within that company or LLC sits a house, which right. is very common. Yeah. And soon, once the municipalities kind of catch up, you will just literally NFT the house, which is basically digitizing the ownership documents. And when you buy that house, you transfer the documents from wallet to wallet. So when you when you buy <clears throat> or sell an NFT within that transaction, there are a lot of smart contracts that basically say, hey, if you execute by sending X amount of stable coin or money to me, I agree to give you full ownership with all these rights and assets, et cetera, et cetera. And these really long drawn out smart contracts and they execute the sale. It's not that different than a traditional deal, except for no. we see all the paperwork, we sign it all, et cetera, et cetera. This is all digital. And so um, relatively simple, you know, there's a couple of hindrances. One is the house has to be owned free and clear. The buyer has to be a cash buyer, or in this case, they'd have to have enough liquid assets that they could use cryptocurrency or stable coin. Um, it's not for all listings. You know, if it's a traditional house and you have a lean against it, or if you're looking for more traditional buyers, it's probably not the perfect fit. But as of today, we have over a thousand homeowners on the wait list to NFT their home. Wow, a thousand homeowners waiting to NFT their home. Now, who'd have thought? I, when I talked to your gal this morning, I had no idea there was a wait list even because I was telling her, I'm like, oh, I might want to NFT my house. Now, that was before I knew I couldn't have a lien on it. So I do not own my home free and clear, but I may figure out a way to pay off the loan and have it free and clear in order to NFT it. So how long will it take for somebody who may be interested in getting on your list to hope to have their home come to market? Well, a couple, three weeks if everything's, you know, all the ducks in a row. If it's a state where we've got the smart contracts already written, it can go pretty quickly. You know, the seller, what they do is they get an appraisal, like mm -hmm. normal. They get a, um, an inspection. They pull all the title paperwork to make sure that the house is owned free and clear. And so when the buyer goes to look at that NFT, they can see that it has no debt encumbrance. They can see that it uh, is exactly what they said it was in terms of property, liens, et cetera, et cetera. They can look at the inspection, they can look at the appraisal. And so it's it's the most transparent way to purchase a home. So before I would even make an offer on your house, you would give me all the relevant information. Got it. Where so, in today's market, it's completely backwards. It I'm is. I'm gonna make you an offer, and then you're gonna let me look at the house a little bit more. And if I don't like it, I'm gonna try to counter offer you, and then you're gonna counter offer me. Then my appraiser's gonna come in and no telling what he's gonna do or she's gonna do. Mm -hmm. And then my lender is gonna get involved. And it's pretty soon before you know it, there's about six of us involved. Okay, so let me time let me time out there real quick because you're speaking my language now. I actually understand <laughs> this stuff, right? Um, right? So let me tell you, yeah. I think it'd be hard, and maybe you can tell me if I'm wrong on this, I'm listing my house today. And unfortunately, because of the market conditions, we've had two full price buyers cancel on us. Mm -hmm. uh, they just got cold feet, nothing wrong with the house. We've had two home inspectors come in and give us really good reports, but they're both just a little bit different. And I know if you throw an appraiser in a room and you throw in two more or three more, you might get two or three more different answers. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm kind of curious when you guys did the first NFT home, was there any pushback from the from the buyer that maybe the seller wasn't as transparent because we're very um, 
proprietary, I guess, realtors in general. It's going to be my title company, my it, my inspector, my appraiser, my lender's appraiser. You know what I'm saying? So how has there been any pushback when you're trying to be transparent? I'd love to know the feedback that you've gotten so you know, far. When, when we talk to agents that we hear that a lot, the actual three homes that we've been emptied in Florida, it wasn't an issue. One was new construction, one okay. was a condo, <clears throat> and a couple of them were right at the height of the market where they you know, would do anything much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I, I do find it ironic, though, in 2021, I think 40 percent of homes were sold without an inspection. But when I talk about the NFT process, most realtors would say, oh, I would never buy a house without my inspector looking at it. Oh, it happened all well, the time the last two years. 40 percent of the time you didn't have one at all. And so, yeah, I do. I do think I do think the appraisal inspection game is pretty non-agnostic. Uh, I don't think that people play a lot of favorites. But listen, if you're in a your house and you've got a, a person who wants to bring their own appraiser in, knock yourself out. Like, Yeah, I mean, I, the, I wouldn't have an issue with about, that. That's the thing about Web3 is it's never there to cut corners or find buyers that might not have been there. It's just the opposite. It's, it's there to approach everyone as transparently as possible. And so People think that people get into the <clears> Web3 <throat> and crypto because they want to kind of do shady things. It's actually just, just the, the opposite. opposite. Most transparent way of ever buying a house. Well, the reason why is because people don't understand it yet, Adam. You know, and, and what was really interesting for me when I went down this whole rabbit hole, and I'm assuming NFTs mean you have to do it in the metaverse. You can't do it without the metaverse, right? Or no, no metaverse involved. No metaverse involved. Okay, that's good. See, I haven't taken any classes on that yet, so that's all, why all I didn't NFT, know the answer. All NFT really means is it's a nuance of smart contracts. It's just a way to contract things. Okay. I like that. That's easier to understand because, like you said, you guys still used Ethereum, and so you're still using crypto even though it's an NFT, and I think that's how I got confused with it at first as I was learning that I thought there were two separate things, and in fact, it sounds like you really can't NFT without involving some form of crypto. Is that not correct? That's that part is correct because you, when you're going wallet to wallet, you use cryptocurrency. Now they have a new cryptocurrency called a stablecoin, which is pegged to the U.S. dollar. So a true stablecoin. And there was Terra and Luna had kind of some alt versions of stablecoins, but pretty soon the government will come out with its own digital version of a stable coin, basically $1 of crypto for the US dollar equals that. And mm -hmm. so as the dollar rises and falls, so will the crypto. And that will replace wire transfers completely. So think of it as the first time in ever where the government says, hey, we have cash. Think of this as our digital cash. And if you want to pay each other in digital cash, there's no middleman involved, Venmo, Zelle, Western Union, American Express. And so that will be coming out relatively soon. And then most real estate transactions will be just using stable coin, which is the exact same as doing a wire transfer. It's no different. It's no different. You know, it is so fascinating to me. You just said it, Venmo. We're using crypto right now without even realizing it because we're not carrying around like paper dollars and coins anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't know in the last time I've actually carried cash ever. So that that is really kind of fascinating. Like, yeah, I'm like the worst. If I have cash, I usually I give it to somebody. I'm not going to put you on my list to rob. No, no, no. I have no cash ever. List. In fact, my husband gives me any. He gets mad at me if I give it to somebody who's got a sign out on the corner because I'm like, oh, he needs it more than I do, and I give him my money. So um, I I fibbed on break. I said we're going to go through this outline, but I feel like it might be too much. I might have to do a second <laughs> show with you one of these days once I actually get through the Ooh. certification and learn about the metaverse because I have a feeling. 
property is not going anywhere, not when it comes to real estate. And there's only going to be more opportunities and more people that are going to need to learn, Adam. So I'm going to have to, I I need to ask you a couple questions because I did print out this quiz this morning and I want to know what I got wrong. So um, which one of these blockchains is public? Bitcoin, Ethereum, or Litecoin? I thought they were all public. Are they not? Well, it depends on your definition of public. Well, you guys um, give, gave me this quiz, so I don't know what your definition <laughs> of public is. So Bitcoin technically is a cryptocurrency. So Bitcoin, the blockchain can't be used to store data. Bitcoin's uh, blockchain is basically the public. code that Bitcoin is written on. But it's 100% public. So if I was to pay you in Bitcoin, that's always available to see. So Rebecca got that answer wrong. I said all of them. So thank you. I, and let me see if I can find the other one that I got wrong. Which one of these blockchains is private? So it has Monero, Dash, and Zcash. Are any of those private? Or are all of them private? Monero, the, Dash, think, and Zcash. I checked all, so I don't know if I got that one right or not. You know, I, I didn't think you'd be able to stun me. I, I think they all are. Um, okay. So that's a misconception too. Is some blockchains can be 100% transparent, but then some you can put firewalls on there. Well, it looked like some companies had them and um, their own versions, and that those are the ones that were private. Is that not how that worked? I I, I don't know. Again, Technic- I'm still the student. Technically, it's it can't be custodialized. It's it's trans it's public data that's that you have to get behind a firewall, but it has more than one node or hash. But it gets a little bit complicated, and it doesn't have anything to do with real estate, so I stay away from it. <laughs> okay, well, let me ask you this. The cryptocurrency wallet types. I know there's online wallets, right, and mobile wallets. Does that sound right? Well, you've got And desktop storage, wallets. Cold storage. You've got wallets like a MetaMask or third parties that stay on your browser. There are lots of different types of wallets. There's so, like so many. Cold storage wallet is when you take your seed phrases and you put them on something that's not touched by Wi-Fi or Bluetooth, so it's unhackable. But like a hot wallet is something that you might have on Coinbase, where you have, might have thousand mm-hmm. dollars on Coinbase. It's more of a hot wallet because people can get in there. Your MetaMask wallet's a hot wallet because it's always on your browser. So cold wallets and warm or hot wallets are the difference. And cold wallets are ones that can never be hacked because they're completely off the grid. Off the grid, completely off the grid. Okay, so I did get that one right then. And I think the one thing that I thought maybe, and I, this is one that kind of caught me and I'm not gonna read the re- any more questions because I don't want to stump the, the guy who probably wrote the <laughs> questions. Um, but you know, what's really interesting to me is the whole concept that it's we're still just playing in money. It's just today's version of money. I mean, truly, you know, when we printed dollars, at some point, somebody had to wrap their brain around bartering versus dollar bills, right? And so here we are now with NFTs, crypto. And one thing I learned recently, and it made a lot more sense to me when I was trying to understand the whole concepts, is 25 years ago, the internet was so new and there were so many players and it was so confusing, but it was coming and we all knew it was coming. And I feel like that's kind of where we are today. Kind of like you mentioned, where, you know, the appetizers were just being set out. Um, and so for somebody who wanted to learn more, obviously I keep talking about your certification on crypto. You guys also are offering a certification now on metaverse. What other, what other offerings could you give to people like me, either in real estate or maybe just the regular person who's not licensed, but wants to learn more? Yeah. 
Yeah, so I think the thing that I always tell people is go to like a Coinbase uh, and take 50 US dollars and put them in there and buy three or four different coins, build out an account and just play around with that for a month, read the daily emails. You know, cryptocurrency is really pretty simple. It's no different than if you go to the airport and you can buy the yen or the ruble. It's just different things that have different values compared mm-hmm. to each other. That's all it is. The blockchain is completely different. That's kind of the code that the original cryptocurrency was built on, but now it's got its whole life of its own. Trading in currency has been around since like pre-Columbus. Sure. But the blockchain is really the first new and interesting distributed ledger. That's what's really going to impact the future going forward. And I think some people get a little bit turned off by cryptocurrency because there's some snake oil, there's some speculation with it. Mm -hmm. People get rich if they're losing money. Don't worry about that focus on the blockchain that is very wise. those are very wise words focus on the blockchain because the blockchain can't be changed and as you were talking earlier uh, i didn't get a chance to edge in you know i have to do wire fraud disclosures all the time with my clients today that is the how real problem it is that's how thieves are stealing money title companies have to be very cautious um you know when they wire somebody's funds whether they're crypto or just good old u.s dollars they need to make sure that they're going to the right place. And that is how people are stealing money today by changing the routing, changing anything they can. But with blockchain, you can't change it. That's pretty cool. And I do believe it is our future. And I think our future is coming very quickly. That said, I'm kind of curious, what are your thoughts on when the average realtor like me will be able to speak of what you do just off the off their tongue really easily? Do you think it's five years in our future, 10 years in our future? Like how long will this, will it take before this becomes every day? I I think within five years, you'll see a tremendous amount of blockchain within real estate. That'll be, as a matter of fact, I think people will use crypto for down payments to leverage crypto holdings. I think 12% of new home buyers last year used some sort of crypto in their transaction. So if you think about that, that's pretty interesting statistic. 12% of new home buyers use some sort of crypto either to leverage or buy their house, which is which is interesting. But if you look at from a realtor's perspective, the the blockchain Web3 movement is a lot like the internet. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you should go invest a bunch of money there. Don't invest any money there. No. But what it, sh- what it should mean, though, is that you should know enough that you don't turn off any buyers or sellers if they want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And the really, really cool thing about the, and this is a shameless plug coming up. So I love shameless really plugs. Cool plug away. For our realtors is, if you get anyone that wants to transact either using the blockchain or cryptocurrency, property title and escrow, we can handle the whole deal for you. So it's and we're, we're, we're just as much as traditional title companies depend on the state. So we're I, actually more affordable than other states. We can handle it all for you. I do have a question to ask you because one of the sponsors of our show is a title company. And I can't. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. It's I okay. It's okay. It's okay. But the thing is, is him and I started getting into this debate and. Um, you know, I feel like it's coming sooner than what he thinks it's coming. And I personally think that you guys will probably mirror each other, or work together. You know, it's it's not like humans will be gone from the transaction. It's just like people thinking just because Zillow came around that they didn't need realtors anymore to buy houses. You know, it's it's I do believe you guys are going to have to figure out a way to work together because people like me who've only done real estate using title companies may have a hard time getting on board until it becomes the norm in five years. So it's that in-between I, I, of I educating. Always, I think there'll always be a title aspect of it. I mean, we, we own a title, an escrow company. 
um, the, the title and escrow won't go anywhere. It's just the way that it transacts will be impacted um, significantly. But I don't. I don't think. I don't think the crypto will, will change the role of title and escrow. I don't think the blockchain will necessarily change. I just think it'll streamline the buying process for the for the homeowner. And and one of the things that that this is kind of my pet peeve in life is. There are a lot of companies that have told me the last 24 years this this technology is going to disrupt the realtor network. You know, Wells was going to get in, or Quicken was going to get in, and, and disrupt the network of, of realtors. I mean, we saw when Zillow tried to do it, what they did. You know, oh, they did so well too. Ago. Yeah. This is the thing that I tell people, and it, it gets me fired up. There's only one person who gets to vote whether or not they can take the realtor out of the equation, and that's the homeowner. Mm -hmm. And they overwhelmingly, even in the best selling market in the history of mankind, realtors were used more often on average than ever. Yeah. So when a company comes in and tells you how they're going to disrupt the realtor model, they don't get a vote. Only homeowners get a vote. And so when you go to list or buy a home, if you want top dollar, you want to sell it quickly, you better list with the realtor. And if the market's not good and you need to save a little money because it's not worth as much money, you the better. worst thing you can do is mm -hmm. not list with the realtor because now you're going to get less. The closing probably won't happen in a, in a really tangible or, or healthy way. And this is when you need the realtors the most. So, you know, only homeowners <clears throat> get a vote on the realtor's benefit and any other company that tries to tell you otherwise, it's just BS. I love that. I'm going to have to replay that soundbite over and over and over again, Adam, because <laughs> that was gold for me. I, and, I, and I will say, and I'll leave this alone, I do think it's just education. And in the next five years, a lot of us are going to get educated. And those of us who get educated first will be the pioneering ones doing it first. And I intend to be that person. Uh, so I'm going to get through the certification so I have that behind my signature before I know it. And in the Good. meantime, the biggest thing I ran into, because I did have a client want to use his crypto for his down payment, and I had a heck of a time trying to find a lender who would source the down payment because of the way it appears on the screen. So have you guys identified certain lenders or you know, are we getting Fannie or Freddie behind you guys? Like that's the only part that I can see um, encumbering the process as quickly as it could happen. Yeah, I mean, it's, sometimes it's tough to verify funds when you have, you know, cold storage wallet with 12 seed phrases. And so that's the that's the beauty and also the challenge of it is it's it's your money and it's not always as public as just pulling up your bank records. So our title company has worked every sort of crypto deal um, as well as traditional deals. And so they have ways of working with lenders to source the funds, whether that's putting them on more of a public facing third party uh, exchange or doing some things with creatively with verifying funds, but our title companies handled that. Oh, that's but wonderful. Your, okay. So but that's... your point is pretty, it's, that's, that's kind of seasoning of funds and are the funds there and available and whose funds are they really? We do run into that with, with traditional lenders. Well, and that's my issue is I, you know, as I've been trying to be the pioneer of this in my little neck of the woods, is finding the lender who will source the crypto so that they can use that for their down payment. Now, obviously, if they have enough crypto to pay all in cash, there's no lender involved. But most people that are the traditional home buyers living in their own home, it's different for investors, obviously. But for those that are wanting to make their next home purchase using maybe crypto, then it also gets sticky when it comes to the IRS. And maybe I need to have a CPA on to talk about that whole thing. 
But um, you know, I, I'm kind of curious if you sell your house using NFT, how is the IRS going to look at that? It's no different than cash. You would pay all applicable taxes uh, as if you so you just deal cash. Do the basis on a cash basis of what the equivalent is. Okay, so there you go. It's not as complicated. I just try to make it more hard than it was. More I'm hard. pretty sure, you know, yeah, there, that's the thing with crypto is it's even more trackable and transparent than any <laughs> other sort of transaction. So if you're looking to try to skirt any sort of rules or regulations, crypto world is not the place to be. No, that's awesome. And then I think once most lenders get educated on that, then it won't be as hard for yeah. an underwriter to accept it. It's just going to be the education piece and getting people yeah. educated. So whatever I can do to help on that little part of my little world, I will continue to talk about Propy and what you guys do, because I think what you're doing is pretty awesome. And I know we're only going to see much more of you in the days to come. Oh, well, seriously, my head is hurting. Not really. It kind of is, though, because that was a lot of information to take in. The world is changing as we know it. I promise you, think back to 1997, 1998. Where were you when you first got the Internet, your first email with the dial up and the AOL? All of that is happening right now. Fast forward, NFTs, crypto, blockchains, all of that is going to become as normal as anything else that we do on the internet. Just you wait and watch and learn. What a great show. And thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life. We hope you enjoyed it. If you watched us on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Likewise, if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms, be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again. Remember, that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv, for all of our links to connect with us.